Hey guys, today on the Leadership to Wealth podcast, we talk about precious metals, collectible coins, and the world being awash in paper money. Uh, today's guest is Ben Rusk. The reason I do these podcasts is to get exposure. Yeah. And to introduce people to a platform that allows them to buy gold and silver yep. uh, through a membership program. You know, yeah. and, we, and we offer the membership. Um, yeah. And I just like to, you know, help people understand and get educated why it is they want to be holding gold and silver and not yeah. just storing ones and zeros in a bank. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, well, let me ask this question then right right from the get go here. Whatever happened to real money? People stopped holding it. They, they, mm. you know, back in the day, you would travel with a pouch and you would have some, some coinage in it, you know, and from time to time, whether it be copper, silver, or gold, you know, you would pay for what you need as you went along and you'd acquire yeah. more and you would spend more. Yeah. And people just got tired of carrying it because of the weight. So they went to notes. We yeah. gave the gold to the, you know, Fort Knox and they said, okay, well, Here's your gold note and here's your silver certificates, yep. right? And use this as you would your gold. Mm -hmm. And at any time, if you want to come and get it, you just present the certificate and we will pay you out in gold. That was up right. until 1971. Right. When we came off the gold standard. Right. It was no longer, you were no longer able to go in and request the physical metal. That was right. always your money anyway. Right, right. Well, I, I mean, I think this is one of the things that um, I like to talk about sometimes. And it's kind of because people have a hard time. How how in the world would that work? And I think a good way for people to understand is kind of like how you have a mortgage, so to say. You, that piece of paper, you know, actually is represented by a physical building, right? right. Your house. And, um, and so, you know, at any point the bank could go redeem it for your house. Uh, of course, right. they do something different. You. Back in the day, yep. you know, you had a certificate, a dollar that could go to the bank and you could redeem what the your, physical your thing was, was metals. the gold. Yeah, right. it was the precious metals, right? Yep. But then we moved away from that uh, for a number of reasons. Do you want to talk about any of those reasons why we moved away? Well, absolutely. But, you know, but while, before we get too far away from something you just said, you know, yeah. I tell people to take your silver and yeah. and go to your local you know grocery store you know your sporting goods and yeah. talk to the manager and see if they're willing to negotiate in precious metals okay i've done it in a number of different states and yeah. the first thing the guy does is he reaches for his wallet he says yeah you can spend that here i'm going right. to put it in my pocket and put my notes in the till right <laughs> Right. right. But, I'm, but I'm building a relationship with people that are willing to transact in precious metals. Mm -hmm. So when the time comes, I don't have to tell them who I am, what I have. They know what I have. They know who I am. I'm a, right. I'm a member of their community and I'm here to to make a to make a purchase. Right. Right. So, so now getting back what to I, holding the gold and silver in the pouch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask this because I want to because what you're talking about there is a scenario that you know uh people have talked about for a long time and they say ah that'll never happen where we're gonna have to go back to paying with 
the actual physical metal. Can you right. speak a little bit about why are you creating those relationships? What are what are you thinking and what are you seeing as you look down the road? Well, I, I don't have, even have to look very far down the road. I can just look back in history and I can see multiple countries having their currency be devalued to zero. You know, since 1913, we've been on a on a path of devaluing the U.S. dollar to where we're at today. You know, we're less than five cents, probably less than two cents per dollar bill in mm -hmm. value. And that's why we're seeing this inflation. Well, that's not stopping the government. They continue to print more money. And, you know, something is precious and valuable because it's rare. You know, if you print more dollars, then all you're doing is devaluing the value of that currency even further until mm -hmm. it gets to the point that the people lose trust in it and they just throw it in the street because they don't believe yeah. it has any value. It's happened yeah. in Germany. It's happened in Argentina. It's happened in uh, Venezuela. I mean, there, you can go out and YouTube video it and see, you know, people just throwing the money in the streets because right. it's worth nothing. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Fiat currencies last, you know, on average, 50 years. Well, guess mm -hmm. what? We are at the end of that cycle since 1971. Yeah. We are at the end of that cycle. So how much longer can the dollar bill survive with yeah. countries saying, I won't take your money anymore? Mm -hmm. They don't want the dollar bill. They're already yeah. shifting over to other currencies right. that are being backed by precious metals. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point. And and I think for the first time in that 50 years, people are actually going to be able, we can actually point to instances where people are switching over. I mean, we've this, right. this whole creation of this Bitcoin market, the cryptocurrency space, right. but we're literally watching as countries are trying to transact in something other than the U.S. dollar. Do you want to say something a little bit about what we're seeing right now on the ground? Yeah. So, you know, while we're still dealing with the technology age, right? You know, it just makes sense that we go to a technology-based currency. Yeah. But I'll tell you, uh, you know, if if you can't hold it in your hand, if yeah. it's not a tangible asset, you have to understand that you are not holding your wealth. Right. You have entrusted your wealth to a facility of one form or another to protect your wealth for you. Yeah. And we're at a point in time where you need to secure your own wealth for the, you know, just just to sustain life. If that comes to that, because, mm -hmm. you know, the food lines are coming, the gas lines are coming. I mean, we're seeing it already. You know, yeah. it's like who's going to get to go to the front of the line? Yeah. You know, or who's going to be able to walk up to the back door? and make a transaction and not stand in that line at the front door. Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be the people that have real money. Yeah. You know, Something I mean, of value to be able to transact with. Gold and silver has been around for 5,000 years doing just that. Yeah. Protecting yeah. people's fortunes. Um, well, well, but let me, let me, um, <laughs> let's just back up now. We we've we've gotten down the road. I should we should probably ask. I should probably ask the question. Uh, give us a little bit about your background, where uh, where you're from, and uh, how you got into uh, precious metals, and and even the uh, being interested in the history of precious metals. Right. Well, I was born on the East Coast. Um, in my teenage years, I moved to the West Coast. 
I had the uh, fortune of meeting up with some people in some metal detecting clubs that took okay. me out and taught me how to prospect. Okay. So from a, Is this like going to the beach and, uh, you know, walking around with metal detectors? That's what I do now, but I'm talking going up into the mountains with a okay. pick and a wow. shovel or a dredge, a suction dredge in the rivers and literally pulling nuggets out of the stream. Wow. Okay. So I've had the privilege of meeting some very interesting people yeah. that have educated me in mining and other types of uh, just mining practices. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we've all watched our share of Gold Rush. You know, that's the that's the commercial side of, of mining. Yeah. But the small scale miners are out in the fields, in the woods, in the mountains, in the streams, and they're all fishing around in the rivers for... Uh, you know, for gold and other precious metals. Um, so I got the fortune of doing that for a number of years, probably like 30 years now I've been doing that. Wow. I do also metal detecting and I teach classes on both panning and metal detecting. Wow. Um, so I know the I know the mining industry and I know the, the process to get it out of the ground and get right. it into the form of a, of a sovereign coin. Okay. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you a little education on that right now. Yeah, um, please do. So we all know about spot price. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, I want to buy it. I can get it at spot price. It's like, no. Right. Nobody right. can get anything at spot price. Let me right. tell you what spot price represents. That is the cost that somebody's willing to pay to have a miner dig it out of the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. if he's comfortable with what his operation costs to run the mine to getting that price for digging it out of the ground then he'll go out and he'll go to work if right. spot price drops too low he just shuts down the mine right okay. that's spot price yes well then that that ore gets to the smelter or the refinery and there's a process to get the impurifications out of the metal and get it into you know uh, a, a bar Let's just call yeah. it a bar or an ingot. Um, yeah. And then these bars then are sold to the mint. Okay. And then the mint melts it down into strips so that they can create the blanks and put the edges on it. And then mm -hmm. one at a time, they're put into the press and a 36 ton press turns it into a coin. Okay. Right. So you got spot price and then you got all these functions that add their premium yeah. on to the cost of the coin well then the mint right. sells it to the wholesaler the wholesaler sells it to the retailer the retailer sells it to you and they come up with you know okay silver today is seven dollars over spot right so now you know what spot is you know what they're charging you so now you can calculate what premium you're paying right and that's what people need to understand is how to calculate that premium and then you'll know if you're getting a better deal from this company or this local dealer Mm -hmm. And you got okay. shipping, yeah. insurance, and handling, right? To yeah. get that to get that mailed to your front door if you're buying it from an online dealer, right? So whenever you whenever you calculate the cost of a silver eagle or a gold eagle, be sure that you're calculating it based on receiving one item, not five hundred right. at low as you know twenty seven dollars a piece or whatever. It's like no compare apples to apples, compare the price of getting one. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the membership that we're going to talk about today allows you to buy fractional amounts or mm -hmm. one. And we have the lowest price anywhere 
um, and, and we have no minimums and no maximums. So, wow. so that gives you a little idea of why people struggle with, you know, what to buy, where to buy, what to pay, who to trust, you know, all those yeah. kinds of questions, you know, we've yeah. tried to answer all of those for people and educate people. Yeah. I think well, it's, I mean, it's great, you know, I, I think one of the things when you get into that market and I've had people ask me the question and they just come out and go, well, where would I, where would I buy it? How would I do that? If, even if I wanted to. Right. And, uh, and then if they do any research, they're just bombarded with, so many curve. different places, right? And you're trying to figure out how do I know that I'm going to get uh, quality in terms of, and I'm going to get the actual product. How do I actually know that? Because it's right. it's some website online, and uh, and so you've obviously moved into the space, having been in it for how many years, right. and uh, and what what made you go from just enjoying that practice and uh, you know planning it, yeah, prospector to actually uh, providing a, uh, a membership subscription service where people can actually uh, uh, purchase it. Well, I think it was the realization that the timing is right. You know, yeah. I mean, the product is solid. You know, everybody needs it. They need to start being yeah. aware of what's it, happening. It's solid gold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it just dawned on me that I can't reach enough people training on metal detecting and prospecting like I can with offering a membership around the world. Right. Now, we're not in every country yet. We're in quite a few, you know, and it's like anybody can get a membership. It's just mm -hmm. like Costco. It's not just gold and silver. Uh, we have a lot of other benefits that come with it. We have uh, 800,000 retailers that are providing our members with exclusive discounts. We have an online digital wallet that allows you to uh, fund it with crypto profits. Um, you can <clears throat> convert that cash into gold or silver right there in the wallet. You can transact with other members. Oh, you wow. can send cash, gold, and silver to somebody else with a membership around the world. Um, <clears throat> we also have uh, the Stack and Sell program that allows you to take um, graded, uh, these graded numismatic coins. Mm. Yeah. Um, with these serial numbers on here, you can scan them into the platform and the platform will hold a complete inventory of your collection. It'll also give you a market value based on recent sales of similar coins. Yeah. And it allows you to liquidate your assets by just the click of a button, set the price that you want for your coin, and it's yeah. up on the marketplace for somebody to purchase. Right. So those are just a few of the benefits. And we also have some healthcare plans if people are interested in that. But, you know, as far as gold and silver, uh, bullion versus collectible, uh, we talk about bullion being a defensive strategy, right? I mean, okay, it's not going to yes. fluctuate very much. It's solid. It's there. You know, yeah. you put, put a portion of your portfolio into it and secure your, your life savings. But then we also talk about the offensive strategy. You know, we have some of these coins. Um, I'm just looking for one particular one here. So recently, we've just released what we call our Mandela coins. Oh, wow. Beautiful. <laughs> and these coins are only available to our membership until they hit the secondary market. And so there's a series of 16 of these coins. Only three have been released so far. But this is the benefit of being part of this membership is that you get exclusive access to rare coins. Now, what, what makes a coin rare? Well, it's the number of coins being minted. 
you know, people don't realize that there's not an unlimited supply of these coins made. I think mm -hmm. this coin here, I think there's only 888 of them made in the world. Once mm -hmm. that, once that limit was reached, the mold was broken. The press was destroyed. So yeah. that's what makes this a rare coin. If you can get a hold of it. Yeah. So if you have the whole set, I mean, we're seeing some of our coins return 400, 900% return in a few months. Wow. Because they're so um, sought after. Yeah. <clears throat> now we have a, we have a coin. It's called hunters by the night. This is a black mm. Panther, two ounce silver coin. Uh, it originally sold for, I think three 99 and you know, it's up on the marketplace now for almost $10,000. Wow. So, I mean, there is significant... how many of those are in circulation? Um, I, I'd have to look that up, but yeah, I, I can beautiful for you. Um, it'll be close to, I think that there's 888 of those as well. The other one that I said was 888 was actually 3000. So the Mandela's right. are 3000. That's it. And then the yeah. Panther. And there's another one that's called the owl. <laughs> that you oh, see yes. Yeah. Um, so these are very highly sought after coins. Um, so, you know, that's, that's the significance of knowing how many of these were minted. Well, mm -hmm. the other thing is, is that we've partnered with NCG. You see that serial number on there. You can scan. Yeah. It'll send you to the NGC website. It'll give you the stats on how many have been printed, how many were actually an MS 70. All of our coins are MS 70s, meaning they're a perfect Ooh. coin. Right. Know, perfect condition. So not right. all coins that are minted that 3000, not yeah. all of those were perfect. Right. Okay. Right? So now that yeah. makes the MS seventies even more rare. Right. So to have a set of MS seventies, you can imagine what the going rate on that's going to be. Right. Right. Okay. So that's what we talk about the intrinsic value of, of a coin. So well, let me, let me ask this question about, about this whole topic, because I think that, there's a certain lack of knowledge or that it seems to be lost in North America, both in the U.S. and in Canada, that uh, on this topic, it really seems like the, the old ad, it's a foreign concept. You know, uh, places like India and China have not forgotten about precious metals. They are still active buyers. and They wear, wear it as jewelry. That's right. right. Uh, but yet in North America... You you almost, you have to educate people on on precious metals. Can you say something on that? Why why is that? What what created that? So I I truly believe that you know we're not expected to hold wealth in this country. Mm -hmm. I think that we're supposed to work for it and spend it as quickly as we make it. Yeah. And so that's why there's not a lot of wealth transitioning to future generations. Yeah. I mean, you'll notice that there's not a lot of education coming out of high school on how to manage your wealth. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's that's a missing topic in high schools today, because if I had known now, uh, then what I know now, I, I would have absolutely been investing some amount of my earnings into that portion of a diversified portfolio. Yeah. You know, Inc. Magazine just recently came out with an article saying that the wealthy have five main assets they use to protect their wealth. Exclusive real estate, fine art, collectible coins, gold, and usable precious metals like nickel, silver, copper. You know, but I would have definitely been investing along the way. 
I wouldn't have yeah. been waiting till I'm in, you know, my fifties to start, you know, my collection. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely need to start teaching the younger generation. And people don't understand uh, the, the ability to transfer, you know, to be able to right. hand over, um, you know, your precious your metals to, to yeah. your wealth, to, to kid, to your kids. Um, do you, can you say something about that? Because that was an interesting process for me that I remember when I read uh, uh, Robert Kiyosaki and the Mike Maloney's book, uh, Investing in Gold and Silver. And I read some of those things about that. And I thought, that can't be real. And I actually went and studied it further about that process. Uh, can you, you know, can you share a little bit about uh, what that's like in terms of if I wanted to give gold and silver to my kids that I had, what the implications are. Right. So from a tax you know, perspective, from a tax perspective, well, yeah. I guess this is a great place to give you a disclaimer. I'm not a certified financial accountant. Yes. <laughs> anything I should not buy or sell anything based on anything I say. Yeah. And you're looking to invest, please talk to your CPA or your tax consultant. Okay. Yes. So with that out of Love the way, um, yeah. you know, we, we talk about the reporting aspect of things, right? And our buyer certification program will teach you about what coins are reportable and which ones are not. Mm -hmm. and the reason they're reportable is because when the law was written for reportable coins, they listed the coins that were reportable by name. So mm. all the coins that were produced after that point that weren't in that law are obviously unreportable. Right. Okay. So that's a little bit about how, how they get around some of that. So, right. Um, right. <clears throat> yeah. So we, we teach people, you know, how to, how to use their 1099 tax advantages in, mm -hmm. in with the purchases of some of their gold, if they're doing it as a business. Yeah. Um, oh, I see. But, okay. But you can also gift uh, wealth, to other generations. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's $15,000 a year right now you can gift. So, you know, uh, you again, talk to your tax consultant about how yeah. to handle gifts. Um, yeah. The other thing that I like to tell people is that, you know, some of our members are actually children. Now they're not actually holding the membership. What's happened yeah. is their parents have helped yeah. them start an LLC. Oh, wow. So the okay. LLC is in the name of, of their child and, yeah. the, and their, their children, their child um, becomes the uh, beneficiary of the LLC. Should anything happen until yeah, they yeah. turn 18 and then they can turn the LLC over to them. Well, let me ask this question now, since uh, you, and you mentioned a little bit about uh, crypto and uh, digital currency. We're, we're seeing the adoption of more and more of these, uh, you know, digital currencies. In fact, uh, Goldman Sachs, just uh, there was just a headline about them uh, being involved in a digital currency. And, there, and, and this is happening across the globe. Do you see people moving away from, from gold and silver and moving more into the digital space as you have you know, younger people that are moving into the technology, what, you know, they don't know about the fact that gold and silver is always done in accounting throughout history. They're only aware of digital currency and it makes sense to them because they can keep it on their phone. Yep, absolutely. You know, I think it was JP Morgan Chase recently sold an a large amount of gold to secure an even larger amount of silver. So right. when we talk about the banks investing, it's like, yeah, they have a 
particular holding in Bitcoin or the like in cryptocurrency, but you got to remember that their bottom baseline accounting, you know, asset management is gold and silver (laughs) because they are holding the physical metals. Because what happens if, if blockchain blows up in our face and everybody finds a problem with it where it cannot move forward? The banks are the ones holding the gold and silver. Because they know that anything's possible. They're, they're not going to be dumb. They're not going to miss the wave. And I don't think any of us are either. We're all catching the wave of crypto. But here's the question. You know, we talk about the stock market. And over the past, let's just take the last 100 years. You know, we've had probably, what, three major humps in the stock market? I try to paint the picture for people. What if you had gotten out at the top of the peak of the first hump? And didn't reinvest until the dip. And then you got out of the peak at the next hump. And then didn't reinvest until the dip. Your wealth would have stacked yeah. instead of doing this. Right. All right? Yeah. So the same thing's happening with crypto. It's going up and it's coming down. What if you got out at the peak and put it into gold and silver? That's mm-hmm. why our first ever digital wallet allows you to take your crypto wallet and transfer the funds right into the digital wallet and turn it into silver and gold. Okay. Timing's right. You need to get out and not ride that roller coaster back down to the bottom of the dip. Right. Stack your wealth. Do not ride. You know, we were told when we got out of high school, invest in the stock market and and ride it for the the long haul. The long haul. Yes. Right. And what has that done for us? It's cut our wealth, you know, by two thirds. Right. Because of those humps that we worked through, right? Yeah. I mean, every time we lost, you know, half our wealth. Mm -hmm. So, and then you got to wait for it to come back up and come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, imagine if we transferred it from one asset to another asset during the time of that dip, we would have been stacking our wealth rather than watching it grow, watching it evaporate, watching it grow, watching it evaporate. Well, this is so this is a good question. People are right now, people are actively asking regular people are starting to ask the question, do I need to find a way to move my money somewhere else? Do I need to find a way to to move it offline, to move it to the Cayman Islands, to a Swiss bank accounts, all of these types of things? And and it's amazing to me being in the investing world that, that I'm getting this question more and more. What uh, what do you say to that? So I've actually made the move. I've I've gotten my 401k out of the stock market. I have it in a private depository backed by gold and silver. Mm-hmm. And it's it's no longer tied to the stock market. It's only tied to the price of gold and silver. And it's there and I and I get an inventory of what's there and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. Okay, can I ask you a specific question about uh gold precious metals and pricing right now? Sure. All right. So, you know, I've I've been watching it. And one of the things for me as I watch uh, and I'm not an economist, but I have noticed over the years certain correlations between the price of gas, the price of precious metals and, you know, um, what's going with regards to what's going on in the economy. And one of the things I'm seeing right now, obviously, we're seeing overseas. There's uh, war in Ukraine and uh, by Russia and we're watching that happen. We're watching gas prices skyrocket, but we're not seeing an accounting in the area of precious metals like we would normally expect. Um, do you have any thoughts on on that? 
Yeah. So basically, you know, we've we've known for years that the price of gold and silver has been manipulated. Yeah. You know, and it's and it's done for those that are in the know that are taking advantage of it until the time of crisis happens. You know, yeah. like right now you can go to the I think it's called the US debt clock dot org. Oh, yeah. And there is a section on there called precious yeah. metals. Yeah. And you can actually see if gold and silver prices were stayed consistent with other products. Yeah. What gold and silver should be valued at today. Right. Yeah. Well, quietly, we've, we've actually been seeing that uh, central banks around the world are active buyers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, precious metals. Yeah, where, to, the, uh, to the point where, you know, silver's like, six to eight weeks out on delivery yeah i remember back in uh in 2008 and uh we had to wait i had to wait three months for uh for supply that was back then right now mind you it was uh at an all-time low and uh you know we were having uh you know the the whole economy was crashing and who knew what was going to happen at that point in time exactly. but uh but people wouldn't you know, I understand that a lot of people do not have any of this background. One of the advantages I like to say that I have is I actually come from, a, I'm originally an immigrant, uh, born overseas. My family are East Indians. And so we have this connection to precious metals because we didn't trust our governments back right. in the day from printing. Right. And so whereas that's not something that people really understand now. And a lot of people that are come from other countries like i'm here in canada people will not know the connection to richard nixon taking us right. off the gold standard in 71 what are you talking about that's the u.s what does that have to do with canada right and and a lot of people of don't world. understand that we're backed against the u.s dollar and what the right. implications of that are absolutely yeah the rest right. of the world hitched their wagon to that horse didn't they yeah yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I understand why everyone did it. But now we're seeing the effects around the globe, different countries, as we see, um, you know, different political leaders being toppled because of runaway inflation in some of these countries and because they don't have the ability to respond when right. uh, when the U.S., uh, you know, stimulates it does does stimulus uh, responses right so exactly okay so so what are some of the questions that people don't ask when it comes to precious metals that they really need to be uh asking and thinking about as they as they move forward they hear okay russ uh i mean uh ben i i understand that uh that this is something important but i really don't know what i should be doing here and uh, i think i'm just going to go back to watching my tv it, can you can you give me anything to to help me understand what where I should be going and what I should be looking at? Absolutely. Well, like I said, you know, we have a membership that allows people to buy gold and silver 24 yeah. hours a day, 7 days a week, no minimums, no maximums with whatever amount fits your budget. You and where can they find that? 206gold.com. 206gold.com. Okay. And and uh you know, you can you can spend five dollars a week, ten dollars a week. You can put it into your wallet. You can purchase that amount of silver or gold. And when you yeah. accumulate a full ounce like yeah. this, 
you can have it shipped to your front door. You can also leave it in the vault. You know, we store up to $25,000 worth of precious metals at no additional storage fees. Um, if you go above that amount, there's more storage fees just for insurance right. purposes. Right. Um, it's stored in a private vault, so it's not FDIC insured. It's not connected to the banking system. It's right. protected for you, and you can claim it whenever you want. Or you can sell it back when you need to liquidate an asset and, and get money back into your bank because it's tied directly mm. to your bank as well. Yeah, um, yeah the, the whole concept of private depositories is something people need to look into. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing yeah. is, is that, you know, with that and the and the monthly auto savers and the coin drops, there's so much to participate in. Wow. So you get you get the product, you get a community and you get an education at the same time. Uh, so what's so Ben? What's next for uh, for two ouch, for two oh six? What's next for you guys? Uh, what what are the big plans? Well, we're just spreading the word. You know, yeah. um, I have already been able to replace my full time income with this opportunity. I've only been yeah. with the company for a year, just to yeah. set some people's expectations. You know, you can you can get a- after this and have a lucrative residual income. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it, you got to plug in. <laughs> nice. OK, so if uh, people want to get a hold of you, where's the be- what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? 206 Gold. I'm just going to keep repeating that because the videos are there that explain the membership. Yeah. My phone number is right there on the page. You can book an appointment with me. And if you don't want to wait, hit that button and it says get a membership and you can just get it today. Well, Ben, thank you for uh, for sharing this message about precious metals. I think uh, it's a message that really needs to continue to go out there for people to understand the value of holding the physical, yeah. um, as opposed to the the world. The world is a wash in paper. So, uh, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show today. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. All right, guys. Thank you for watching this episode of uh, Leadership to Wealth, and uh, we'll see you guys again next time. Take care.